This is Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. So the unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Let's jump right in. Okay, without further ado, can you guys help me welcome our guest today? Uh, It's Everett. I'm here. I'm here. I was just jumping in, jumping onto the video, and then just boom, all the power goes out. My whole, whole entire apartment complex, like people are outside right now, kind of like wondering what's going on. This has never happened the whole time I've lived here. I've lived here like a year, and the whole power just went out. My computer shut off, scrambled to the phone. We're making it happen. We're making it happen today. <laughs> you know, you have a super professional setup, and we're going to be linking to your channel in the comments. But guys, you just heard it. Minutes before he goes on, we're going to be exposing the new age and all the demonic implications behind it. And power went out. I'm not blaming it on the devil, but I will tell you this. In all my streaming with Apostle Bagani, Isaiah Saldivar, Vlad, we have net, I mean, we've we've encountered more technical issues uh, when we do this kind of work than we ever had before. And so, hey, why don't you do this? We're gonna, I don't want to waste any time. Uh, Everett, thanks so much for spending your time with us today. But maybe just um, help people understand your story, where you know where you come from and how it happened, because I'm, I just want to give you the floor today. I'm so grateful that whether it's your phone or you know whatever, you're here. But um, help people understand how you know their children, or maybe those of you who are watching right now, could be victimized by the new age. How did this all start with you? Yeah, so I grew up in a house in an upbringing that was not spiritual, was not even religious. You know, atheist, agnostic. Uh, in the Bay Area, California, which is supposedly the least churched area of the nation. So Mm. I went to school. I just learned about evolution, learned about, you know, the materialistic worldview, um, science, but not knowing that many of these scientific theories are actually theories and just started to develop my life around that. And then until I got into high school, I started to ask deeper questions about life because, you know, you don't get all the questions in that. Uh, worldview. It doesn't explain everything. So I started diving into all the other spiritualities or everything that exists, really. I first got into Buddhism, Eastern religions, um, was fascinated with the whole, you know, meditation and and, uh, reaching nirvana and seeking enlightenment and the whole path of enlightenment um, for your your soul. Didn't even really, I didn't even believe in a soul, believe in a spirit. I just believe things go black after you die. But didn't explain everything. So did in those things. Uh, I began to meditate myself. I began to smoke weed too in high school, which I never thought I was going to do. Right when I started doing that, I became much wow. more spiritual, much more spiritually inclined. I would actually like to smoke, get high and then read books and then study this stuff and then meditate, which wasn't as common in, in people I knew who smoked weed, but I started researching, oh, this is used for spiritual purposes. And I was yeah. fascinated with it. My whole mindset on weed changed during this time. And so I was just getting into all sorts of philosophy and Eastern religions and, and self-help books as well and and mental health and studying psychology, you know, all the all the greats of psychology and and trying to understand basically what is the cure for all this mental health these mental health issues? What is the cure for all this, you know, depression, suicide, anxiety, and some of the things that I struggled with. I had broken my back playing football, Mm. fractured a vertebrae multiple times, and the doctors didn't diagnose it properly. It got worse and worse. 
Then I had to stop playing football. And I was like, man, my whole life was sports. My whole life was this. So I had all this time of kind of seeking healing. I, this is where mm. my healing journey began. And, and for many other people who fall into the new age, they're seeking healing. They're seeking this healing mm. journey. And when you type in these things on Google, when you go to, you know, most people around where I live, the healing modalities, the, the, the cures to help people are very new age, are very uh, grounded in Eastern religion. And I didn't even think there was anything in Jesus, anything in God. I didn't even know the gospel until literally three years ago. I, I just didn't know these things while I was getting into the new age. So I got deeper. I got much deeper and I got very curious spiritually. I began to experiment in psychedelics and in MDMA, which is ecstasy, not just for rave purposes, but literally it's being used. Uh, they're trying to use it for mental health purposes. And I totally bought into that. I was totally believing mm. in that and using it for PTSD and all these different things. There's an organization called MAPS, uh, Psychedelic Research. They do all this. And so I was a big proponent of this. You know, I thought it helped people. I thought, you know, it brought that healing. And although there are times where it's it's very bad and, and they're very bad things happen, you cannot overlook those times. But got into college, was studying business as a major, but still very passionate about this. I took a semester off of college, traveled to China in hopes to learn from a Qigong master, a Taoist Qigong master. This guy gets injured right before uh, I basically... Uh, meet with him for what I was going there for. And then I end up going to Thailand and training in yoga and Muay Thai. A little after that, before I got saved, I became a certified yoga instructor of hundreds of hours of training certified by Yoga Alliance and many hours of, of practice and study before I got certified. I was very into reaching nirvana, reaching enlightenment, awakening the soul, You know, having that spiritual awakening that I believed I had in high school and reaching the state of that journey, that ascension process. And I bought into reincarnation. I believed in that very heavily and got into all sorts of psychics, mediums, people who could wow. speak to the dead. I wanted these abilities. I'm like, man, this brings so much reconciliation and healing to families when they're able to, to hear some of the things they didn't get to express when they mm. were here on this earth. You know what I mean? And so I saw so much what I thought to be great positive stuff that I wanted to have as well. Still during this whole time, I knew nothing about Jesus. I knew nothing about the gospel. I didn't even have any desire to study it, even though I was studying all the other religions and spiritualities and aligning them with modern scientific discoveries, trying to find the truth. But the Lord really intervened in my life in very coincidental supernatural ways to have me study Christianity and wow. honestly, with the intention to debunk it, to help all the souls, I believe, that were deceived by this dogmatic religion, that wow. the, the scriptures were taken out during the Council of Nisai, the true scriptures and, you know, Christ consciousness and worshiping Jesus is really taking away our power to reach our own Christ consciousness, our own God-given power that we have. And so, you know, I was buying into all that, trying to debunk Christianity, learning the Bible from this literal Bible teacher who was evangelizing to me, and I felt bad for him. And then, but I started seeing the, the reality of demons as well, mm. not just spirits that these psychics could channel, where they would literally meditate and they would channel a being and they would speak, like giving massive doctrine to thousands of people in the audience, big spiritual teachers. There's Abraham Hicks, there's Bashar, who believes he's channeling an extraterrestrial and awakening consciousness of humanity. They're actual 
spiritual beings, not just a figment of their imagination, not just the personality, because the supernatural information that they gain is not possible if it was just a part of them or you know, right. dissociative identity or because that is a real issue, dissociative identity and, and bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Those are real mental health issues, but they're actual spiritual beings. And I wondered, how do you know if they're good? How do you know if they're bad? And, mm. and I would see demons, exorcisms, uh, entity removal specialists, they believe, who, who were psychics. And then I saw a guy online who's casting out demons in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's a pretty powerful, you know, supernatural ability this guy has. And I was very interested. And I started seeing demons in my own kind of walk as I was trying to help people, help people heal and, and help. I had all these types of kind of modalities that I would first try myself and then kind of preach to other people to, to help other people. And I started getting dreams about certain mm. people having demons. I started getting thoughts like I was able to kind of sense if someone was like listening to a demon and stuff. I'm like, whoa, my psychic abilities are, are coming, mm. you know, coming to fruition. First, I thought I was kind of crazy until I got proven correct, until that kind of confirmation happened. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm growing in my psychic abilities. And, but I kept seeing this guy, Bob Larson online, who's casting out demons and using this cross in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, this seems to be like the most powerful display of this gifting that I've seen. And wow. so I was very intrigued, the level of healing, the level of, you know, the, the demons coming up very angry, very tormented, very, you know, not just all arrogant and like, oh, something happens, but really nothing manifested. Like the most power mm. was on display there. So I was like, okay, this is very, very interesting. I want to, I want to, I want to know more about this. And I end up encountering a manifesting of a demon. I can't cast it out. I'm wanting to help this person. I can't. I feel horrible not knowing, you know, if this is split personality, if this is dissociative identity, if this is a figment of the imagination, or if this is a literal demon I was speaking to mm. through somebody. And I needed to know. I needed to know. And I, I end up looking online, reaching out to all these different new age entity removal specialists I knew, trying to set up an appointment just to ask them more about this. And then I looked up Bob Larson online and I saw he's coming to my town huh. in a month. So I go to his seminar. I witness literally the most beautiful deliverance, many people manifesting, God's power on display, people getting, you know, healed and the deepest levels of their heart as these demons are removed in the name of Jesus. And still, I don't believe that Jesus is God. You know, I believe wow. that that's a deception to take us away from our true inerrant power. And that's a huge aspect of, aspect of the new age. It's all self, self ascension, mm. self enlightenment, you know, enlightenment of the self. And just, it's all about self. So if anything mm. is taking your power and you're worshiping a man, they believe is Jesus, they don't know is God, then it seems like that's taking power away from my innate power, you know, and that's yeah. a deception. And that actually new age believe that is Satan or that is the devil trying to get people to believe that to lower their consciousness to lower mm. their energy so they were just trying to tell me the gospel and at that point i did know it and i thought it was crazy that if you just don't believe in jesus christ his death on the cross and his resurrection then you are going to hell and how easy mm. it is to escape hell and how massive of a sacrifice jesus did on the cross and how it's literally faith by faith we're saved you know and I was still just against that. And he's like, man, you know, you don't have any power over these demons. You have no authority over these demons, true authority, unless you have the Holy Spirit, unless you have Come the on. authority of Christ, which comes through faith in Christ, faith in who he actually is. 
And I'm still like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But the next day is my one-on-one with Bob Larson. And I, we mm. go 45 minutes there debating, debating. And he's got an encyclopedia on all alternative spiritualities, all, you know, all these types of religions. And he's extremely studied in all of this. And he was one of the only guys who knew what I was believing and the refutations, like how to rebuttal it and how to, you know, display mm. the true gospel. And he was telling me, man, like, you know, that's not, you know, harnessing sexual energy, like Qigong teaches you how to harness sexual energy and stuff that, like that's lust. And I just mm. like, I'm like, whoa, stuff started kind of hitting me. And I started like getting realizations progressively to the point where I remember just looking out the window and realizing, wow, is it, is it this easy? Is believing in Jesus Christ and like, why am I so against this? Mm. Why am I so, you know, what is this resistance? It's like, you know, where that you, you lose an argument, but you're not like confessing yeah. that you, you, you know, were wrong. It's that kind of just like pride or that re- rebellion. And I'm like, I, I don't want to live with that anymore. I don't want to live with this. And I end up giving my life to the Lord right there. And, and just, he revealed himself to me so powerfully. I began to weep and cry and all of them came around me, Bob and the other ministers. And I was just weeping as God revealed himself to me and revealed all these things that I thought, you know, the new age is all about you know, you're perfect and, and manifest your reality and affirmations and, and to build your identity. And it's not actually addressing the true nature of your soul, of your sinful, you know, flesh and the true nature that you are not perfect, but a perfect savior came to, to save you from your imperfection. And I just realized I'm not perfect. I'm trying to getting deluded thinking this new age enlightenment, you just have to realize you're perfect. No, you are not perfect. That's why Jesus came to earth. He is perfect. And yeah. he just revealed himself to me so powerfully of all the greed in my heart, the deceit in my heart, the, the pride that it was in me, that was in my character that I didn't even see. And then just right next to that was just me seeing the holiness of Christ, the holiness of God. And I was just, I was literally just felt dirty but then just this instant forgiveness, this instant love. And I was literally crying harder than I've cried in like 10 to 15 years of my life. I was like, you know, a little boy just weeping, weeping. And I was just so much was coming out of me. And I believe so many demons left me in that moment. I believe I got filled with the Holy Spirit in that moment. Cause literally when I got up and I opened my eyes, it was, I saw things differently. I saw Mm -hmm. things differently. And I knew that from my upbringing, from my network of people, my friends, being a Christian like I am, it was going to be very hard to be public, but I knew that this is the truth and I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. I'm not going to be ashamed of Jesus and, and how he's called me. And he called me straight there for just a lifetime of, I believe, full service and ministry and full service to getting the gospel to as many souls, saving as many souls from this deception and exposing how thick the deception is. Because it gets put on people as a kid. And like me getting into the new age, it's very, very common. It's more and more common. Kids on TikTok, kids on Instagram, kids on social media, they get exposed to this witchcraft, this supernatural, which seems so cool. Like, whoa, especially if you grew up with no supernatural, it's like, man, this is awesome. You have no idea what to relate it to. You have no idea that God's supernatural is way more powerful, is, is way more trusting to give your life to that because it's it's the true source of healing and i realized my whole healing journey was literally in jesus christ everything that i was seeking was filled in jesus christ in that moment i knew 
And I had to cling. I had to cling to not let it get, you know, taken out of my mind, me to forget it. But I knew right there, everything I was seeking on the psychedelic trips, everything I was seeking in meditation, everything I was seeking on my travels and, and my, my journey to reach enlightenment was in Christ, just knowing Christ on that pure, simple level of just knowing who Jesus is, because he's alive right now, yeah. you know, and going my whole life without knowing how close he is, is just such a relief to know how close God is to us and how he's literally knocking, waiting for us to let him in. And just that realization and knowing that over months as I got the Bible, as I got into the word, as I learned the true word of God and devoted my life to understanding it, studying it, all the apologetics. So, okay, this scientific discovery, how does that align with this in scripture? And whoa, actually this, what I thought was a scientific fact is just a theory. And there's actually yep. this one too, which makes more sense and became more studied in science, more aware of, you know, the actual basis for some of these ideas of evolution and, a lot of stuff and my faith got much stronger in the true supernatural divine inspiration of the word of God, how it was literally created outside of the, you know, space time domain. Right. It was the prophecies, the, the exact accuracy beyond probability that mathematics would, you know, yeah. you know, prescribe to a certain situations beyond that. It's supernatural. And the, the Bible became so real to me. The deception started to fall off and all the healing I was seeking and everything else just began to happen in my life naturally, mm. just without any effort. It's like all this new age stuff is so much effort. You got to meditate two hours doing the microcosmic orbit and Qigong, specific energy channeling meditation. And, or you got to do some self-help stuff. You got to take, you know, full on ice baths every day. You got to take this right. diet every day. You got to do this fasting all the time. So much builds up. But the grace of God, his burden is light, you know, his yes. yoke is easy. That's the true God that created us. It's not this lifetime of massive effort and works to strive for to feel complete. No, in him, we are complete. In him yeah. consists all things, it says in Colossians, you know, he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus Christ created everything. All the laws of physics, all the laws of mathematics, everything about biology, the human anatomy, everything is in Jesus Christ. All the answers, all the answers to our heart, all the answers to our problem. And that realization is what just shattered so much of the new age deception off of me, knowing the totality of Christ. And it really hurts to see so many souls get into this new age path, going to the Amazon, taking ayahuasca, you know, Megan Fox right. recently, celebrity taking this and you know, many other celebrities taking this, all these breathing exercises to have these supernatural experience. I was doing that, you know, the Wim Hof breathing exercise, just massively mm. inundating your body with oxygen. And he's actually a yoga master, uh, uh, very advanced in Hinduism, teaches yoga. And he has this whole, you know, movement he's building of just the breathing. But really, the philosophy behind it is not just breathing. Obviously, your body needs oxygen and such. But there are supernatural things that are accessed through the meditations, through the exercises that actually have implications. And yeah, I want to, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I'm so glad you mentioned it, by the way, guys, what a powerful, powerful testimony. I, I even see comments in the chat of people saying I'm weeping right now, realizing that this is my story as well. So yeah. it's connecting with so many people. And I know some of you are even encountering 
uh, a level of freedom just to know I can step into the direction of Jesus Christ right now during this broadcast. And so continue to comment, tell us your story and continue to share, tag your friends. I see you guys doing that. Now, here's the thing I want to ask you here in New York. There are a lot of entrepreneurs and what I've noticed is that they connect this like pseudo spirituality to entrepreneurship. And one of the things that I was hoping you could speak directly into, because I've spoken into it, Everett, I've told them the truth, but I feel like for whatever reason, they don't believe me that when they put on Eastern music, that actually a lot of them are actually putting on music that comes from, uh, from Hinduism and, and the songs are even two Hindu gods. Yep. And then they be, they all begin to, uh, meditate. And they, they begin to go into this practice together. And it's funny because they're, they're doing this as entrepreneurs to try to unlock these next levels. And it's crazy to me because they believe that they can be a Christian serving Christ and this entrepreneur with this pseudo spirituality that even puts on, um, you know, music to pagan gods or to, um, you know, gods from Hinduism and they meditate and it's like this intermingling. And I know that for Israel and the old covenant, there was always strict judgment for bringing in the practices of border countries. And they would say, just because you're doing business with them, interacting with them, doesn't mean you should adopt Molech. It doesn't mean you should adopt Baal. And there was like always mm -hmm. this strict judgment for an intermingling of the ways of God with the ways of these foreigners. And I feel like here in New York City, Long Island, I see it's like there's always this weird um, intermingling of like, oh, I'm Christian but I'm also new age and I'm also doing these biological, I'm saying it in air quotes for the podcast listeners, um, these biological, you know, like the Wim Hof method or meditation. Like, so why Biohacks. are people, yeah. Why are people intermingling this? Like, how do you prove to someone who's super intellectual? Because again, I've, I've taught on this even in my own church and I'm, I'm kind of doing this publicly right now, but I'm even speaking to like prominent church members of V1 Church that have heard me talk about this, and yet I find out they're still doing it. What mm -hmm. would you say to them? Because they're going to, um, they're meeting with shaman. They're even flying into other countries, Everett, and they're meeting with witch doctors and shamans, and they're doing it with celebrities, and curses are coming upon their families, and they end up in a worse condition. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, I go back, and I'm like, guys, I told you about this. I warned you about it. And then, you know, it just seems like for whatever reason, even with my, within my own communities, people, I'm the guy who's going viral for exposing the demonic. And yet there's people close to me who are going back to this stuff over and over again. So what would you say to them? Cause sometimes I feel like a prophet in his hometown is without honor. So maybe a prophet from uh, Washington state <laughs> can get through to them. What is so dangerous about meditation and Eastern and, you know, Kundalini yoga, like what is so dangerous? What, what is at stake here? Yep. So at first it might seem like it's not because what it promises you, what it says to give you is always good. You know, it's always good. And in self-help, many of the books, even Tony Robbins, huge self-help people are applying these practices and attaching it to business, wealth, expansion, build your empire, you know, maximize your life on earth, you know. And they're, they're attaching these practices to a, to a noble pursuit. But if you don't know the actual, what it means to have a good life on earth through the word, 
and what it means to actually prepare for eternity because this life is dwindling away. This life is temporary. These bodies are temporary tents. And if you're not fully aware of this, you will then get into practice. Your discernment will be lowered to get into these practices that end up steering you away from the Lord because there is supernatural. You can do kundalini yoga and have crazy visions and experiences. I did kundalini yoga. You can take psychedelics. You can go to shamans who believe when they minister this plant medicine that they're healing your heart, generations of trauma, unlocking certain aspects of who you are and, and the breathing methods and, 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 and maximizing your brain capacity through microdosing LSD and you know the neural pathways, expanding them. So it seems like, hey, I can in, in include this, become more, like stronger, more powerful, and then maybe I can serve God. Then maybe I can all do it for the glory of God. But you're not actually tapping into the source of the supernatural that's, that is of God. You're tapping into a source of supernatural that's not of God, which is all throughout the Bible. There are angels and demons. Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. You don't want to have any relation to that. And mm. in God, everything these practices give you, the apostles who were, who were filled with the Holy Spirit, who were close to the Lord, were performing a million times more than that. Way mm. more than that. The power of God through Moses, way stronger than the power of God through Egypt. Come it's on. still the same today. It's a lack of awareness of who God truly is and what they can actually do. 40-day dry fast. Jesus, four days on water. You know, these people, these monks going into the wilderness and going 40 yep. days on this, 40 days on that. It's not different than what God has done through many people who knew him. And, and I see it so strong. And considering the fact that I was in that, I was doing that. And then I came out of it and realized, all those things I was doing, I was taking ice baths all the time, every mm. morning, cold shower. I'm not saying that's bad. Obviously, it shocks the system, great for the body, but in an overly kind of spiritual way to fill a certain aspect of my life, going in, you know, literally running in blizzards down to the creek, jumping in the, the water, not for just, a, oh, this is fun with my, my boys, but this is like, there's something spiritual about ascending the body and building this strength and it becomes very rigorous and going to these psychics, going to the, the psychedelic medicines and, and microdosing to expand my you know intelligence and my awareness, everything that I was getting from that, which there was some growth that did occur. Yes. Everything that I was getting from that was not nearly as strong when I was just in the word, when I was in prayer, after I stopped doing those things, because I'm like, hey, I'm just going to go fully for the Lord. And I'm going to over time see, is that demonic? Is it not comparing it to the scriptures? and truly being discerning about these things because I don't want to tap into any other source because right when I turned to Christ, so many of these spirits I was trying to have spirit guides with to ascend my soul, to you know unlock certain aspects of my abilities, my power, my psychic abilities, I went through massive migraines for a month straight where I couldn't even talk. My jaw was so tense and massive pain in my body and it was demonic. The demons turned wow. on me when I knew Christ, when I knew the reality of salvation of souls, that this world that we see is a very small fraction of the world that actually exists. And we are fighting for eternity, that, that, that this world is passing away. And the true spiritual war is saving souls from hell. Hell is mm. very real. The consequences of sin is very real. When you know these things, the spirits that you're using to build your business, the spirits that you're using to build your, your influence, to build your even family and love, 
they will help you. But the second you know the true meaning of life, they will attack you and they will use it against you. They will hinder your anointing. Your anointing will be hindered because the true anointing, true investing even, is investing in the kingdom of God. It's building up treasures that moths and rust cannot destroy. And when you look at a lot of these practices, they are used to build what's here on earth. Jesus was offered all the kingdom, all the authority, all the powers on earth. He said, no, you shall worship the Lord thy God and only him you shall serve. It's the same today. Be like Jesus. Worship the Lord your God and only him you shall serve. Not these other techniques and modalities that right. aren't fully grounded in science. And even then do deeper investigation into the science because it's often clouded with a bunch of phrases and a bunch of claims that aren't actually grounded and founded in science. So actually be like Jesus and know that there's more power in the Holy Spirit and being close to him, the dreams he'll give you, the visions he'll give you, the thoughts he'll give you. You know, like a demon can speak to someone, give him a lustful thought, give him an evil, murderous thought. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. He wants us to hear his thoughts and hear what he's saying. And you can do that, you know, and, and it's all in Christ. And at knowing that is what brought me the most healing, the most confidence. Even in high school, I couldn't even, I would raise my hand and I would get called on. And for 10 seconds, I had to speak. My throat would just close up. Mm. Like, and it, this was because of weed. A lot of spirits entered me, spirits of fear. I used to be very outgoing and that all changed. And so this was happening to me. And then when I came to Christ and just pursued him, even though it was hard, things began to unlock. Things, like I said, that the new age tried to offer, these modalities tried to offer. And trust me, I'm not even talking about many of the ones I tried. I, a lot of different stuff. It's just endless. It's everything's in Christ. Everything's in Christ. Everything you need is in Jesus. And he is, yeah. he is the fullness of the Godhead is in him bodily. And he's here. He's wanting to, to speak to you. He's wanting to know you. And all the power is in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's just oh, my so kind good. Of, that's kind of my two cents on it. There's so much more than going to these individual modalities, though. Yeah, that's it, man. This has been amazing. And I just cannot thank you enough for exposing it. What I loved about what you said is these different modalities do produce a feeling. They may even get you good results, but behind all that, it's the difference between everlasting true results and then at the end of yep. it being destruction. And I think what grieves me so much is that because it hasn't Satan always come as an angel of light? And mm -hmm. I think what grieves me so much is that people are like, yeah, but look at the community that I found within the new age. Everybody's so supportive and every, you know, I don't even get wel welcome like this at church, but I do here. And then, like you said, there's the physical fitness component. And so they're taking ice baths and they're meditating and they're doing yoga. And you're like, wow, look, I'm getting into shape. And all these things I think are the delivery device for the demonic. Because it's if the devil showed up with a pitchfork and horns and was like, hey, I'm the devil. Do you want to partner? We'd be like, no way. But he always comes in the form of, you know, elevating your consciousness, uh, pseudo intellectualism. He always masks himself in even false diversity. I mean, what is the Antichrist going to bring a false diversity? Jesus mm -hmm. prayed that we would be one and the Antichrist will come and bring unity, but it will be a false unity. And you see that all the time. And so I think you represent somebody going way back to your story. You were not raised in a Christian home. You um, had never experienced the supernatural. And then you go on this journey of, I'm just going to get involved in things. I'm going to, I'm going to taste it. I'm going to see, but 
let me ask you this. What did you feel at the height of the moment before the breakthrough? Kind of explain that because I believe that many, many people watching right now are like, I burn sage, I go to psychic mediums, tarot cards, um, I'm involved in everything that you'd mentioned. And I'm at this point now where I'm seeing videos like this, I'm experienced teachings. What was that moment right before the breakthrough? What was what was the worst of the worst? How did, what was the tipping point for you? Because I think for a lot of people are like, oh, I burnt sage. It was what it was. You know, I didn't get cancer. I didn't, you know, nothing bad happened. I'm, so it's like there's some people that and I think for a lot of them, they're like, well, I keep meditating. And I just feel connected with a group of entrepreneurs that are doing this meditation. Like nothing mm-hmm. bad has happened. What did you feel like? What was the, the the pit of the stomach kind of feeling before that major breakthrough? Maybe you can describe that so that people mm-hmm. don't have to get to that point. I was always seeking the truth. I just mm-hmm. wanted to know the truth, even if I was seen by weird by some people and, you know, getting into things that others around me weren't. I just wanted to know the truth. I wanted to be discerning of the truth and I wanted to live for the truth. You know, I I view myself even still today as a truth seeker, seeking the truth in all areas. So that was my heart. That was my strongest motivation. And when I was presented with the truth and when I found the truth in Jesus Christ and in the word of God, it was so instantaneous. It was so clicked that like, this is the truth. Now, all of that passion, all of that energy, all of that motivation, all that researchability, everything about me was channeled into knowing the truth more completely, more deeply, more intimately in the guidelines that was presented to me, which is the word of, you know, a realization like the philosophers or a, you know, or or even like a a saying that the truth, the meaning of life, what is the meaning of life? Like, it's just a a phrase that you become aware of. No, it's a person that you become to know. You know, it's Jesus Christ. And when I met him there, I just wanted to know him more. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com and thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. I wanted to hear his voice more. I wanted to be like, I want to know, was that thought from the Lord? Was that thought from Jesus? Like he's there, he's here. Like, where are you, Lord? I know that I want to be as close as I can to you. So when I read the word, when I studied it in the, in the, the scriptures, I started to become more discerning of where he is, of discerning of what he's trying to tell me. And I, he began to reveal himself to me very powerfully. And I was like enlisted into the true army because there's light workers who in the new age believe they're light workers or star seeds coming from different galaxy to help humanity because everyone knows there's something wrong with humanity. You know, there's something wrong with the human race. They're trying to awaken out of it, trying to break the cycle of reincarnation, suffering and through reincarnation. And everyone knows there's something wrong and it is sin. And Jesus Christ came, he lived the perfect life. So I'm going to follow him. And that, that realization it allowed me to channel everything. And if you're watching right now and you were kind of like me or you've done a few things, burn sage, burning sage in itself isn't bad. But when you're doing it for spiritual reasons, 
yeah, that's bad. You know, you can burn a candle to have a good scent in your house, completely normal. But when you're engaging in these things spiritually, trying to ward off things, trying to, you're actually being deceived. You're actually being deceived away from the true power and authority that rests in Christ. And you can accept him. You can know him. You can live with that authority. Do it unashamed. This is the truth. Be like the, the man who sold everything for that pearl. You know, this is the treasure. This is eternal life. This is the truth. And it's all in the word of God. It's all in the Bible. As much as the Bible's attacked, as much as the Bible's ridiculed, trying to be proven wrong with science, although even proven even more correct through time with archaeological discoveries, with scientific discoveries, like the Bible is the most powerful book. It is the word of God. And, and give your life to this. Don't live for the culture. Don't live for the world. Even like your current friend group, even if they're engaged in some of this stuff, stand for Christ. He's watching you right now. He's watching you. You're going to meet him the second you die. What are you going to say to him? I lived fully for you. I sold, sold out for you. I wanted to save souls. I cared about people's conditions. I cared about people's hearts. You know, I, I cared about these things, not just my own business, not my, just my own influence that I gained, but I did it for your glory that you came and died this suffering on the cross. Like we give so much uh, uh, honor to World War II heroes and war heroes who went through suffering. How much honor are we giving to Jesus for his suffering? Like his suffering was the most powerful, the most sacrificial love for us. And, and giving your life to that will 100% be worth it. Making that decision day after day and holding firm to it is what will grow you in the knowledge of truth, in the understanding of who Christ is and what we're meant to do here on earth. And your heart will be filled. All the healing you sought in all the different modalities, it gets filled through the Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit. In Him, all things consist. This is... This is the truth. It, it might seem weird at first, but just fixate on Christ. Meditate on the things of God, not on emptying your, your mind and trying to experience no thoughts. No, meditate on Christ. Try to know him, have a conversation with him, not just become blank like an ocean. Yes, be still and know that he's God so you're not distracted, but know that he's God. That's the whole objective of being still, not just to be still. It's to know who he is, to actually be in relationship with him every single day. You won't regret that. You will never regret that. Following Christ, serving the Lord, you will see people healed faster than you ever saw in the New Age. You will see miraculous deliverances and healings and testimonies of marriages being restored and lives being restored. When you know the Lord, he will use you unconsciously even and guide you into divine appointments and me being a young Christian, just two and a half years, I can attest that as I've continued to seek the Lord, more of this has come, more of this I've seen than five to seven years that I was in these new age things trying to help people, but not being nearly as successful. And no, it's not just instilling a doctrines of, hey, this is who Jesus is, this is the truth. Okay, now they're healed. No, literally seeing restoration of lives, yeah. hearts healed you know, just actual fruit, not just dogmatically saying, believe this. Okay. You believe it and then measuring it, but real fruit, real healing. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. 
Man, this is so powerful. Y'all, there are so many comments right now, just like straight up lighten up these streams because there is freedom that's happening in the chat. I also saw many parents commenting that they have 20 year old children that are trapped in the new age right now. And listen, I believe that someone else's testimony becomes the spirit of prophecy declaring, God, do it again. If you did it in Everett's life, do it in my child's life. And I believe that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so Everett, for those who are watching right now who are like, you know what? Christianity is my mom's faith. It's my dad's faith. You know, I've heard this stuff before. Is there anything that you would just say, if you could look them right in the eye right now, the person who's smoking weed, the person who's, you know, trying to do whatever they could to heal. And they're just saying, you know what, I'm super skeptical, but there might be this little feeling inside that there is truth being spoken right now. Is there anything that you would just look them in their eyes and say, hey, if I could reach to this screen, I would tell you this right now. Whatever your perception of Christianity is, of God, of Jesus, wherever you got these ideas, don't hold to them. Don't fully believe these because actually seek to know who Jesus is. Apart from what you thought, apart from maybe the church you grew up in, if it was dry, if it was judgmental, if it was, you know, somebody hurt you who was Christian claiming they love Jesus, claiming they know this stuff, don't let that deceive you from knowing who he truly is. Go to him directly. Seek God directly, not through different perceptions of other people. He wants to know you. He wants to reveal himself to you. Everything you're seeking, all the love is in Jesus. He loves you so much. And these deceptions and these ideas and these things that prevent us from going to him, but create this just whole framework of what Christianity is, it's not true. Just seek him and you'll begin to know him more closely. And then you can help others who might have hurt you, who claimed they were Christian, who are, you can help them know Christ more. It can be through you. Everything's in him. Everything is in him. Everything you're seeking, everything you need, it's in Jesus. Seek mm. him for yourself. Don't believe any lies that you might have grown up with, any bad perceptions you might have grown up with. Try again. Let this day be the day that you seek Jesus for yourself. Don't attach Jesus to those people, to that, you know, the, the bad that you might have seen. Just seek to know him who he truly is. You know, like Pastor Mike and I are talking about, other people are talking about, get, start to do more research, start to watch more of this stuff, to start to tune in, start to read the word for yourself. You know, read the Bible actually alone and try to know who God is. Try to understand why this is in the word. Start your own journey of knowing him. Don't rely on, on you know, others, you know, that you grew up with or that you grew up in church where it was dry and relying on that to then think of God. Yes, go to people that you know are filled with the Holy Spirit, are filled with true love and who truly know the word. Go to them, go to their counsel, but begin this journey to actually seek Jesus yourself. Just say, God, so if, even if you're real, I don't even fully know if you're real. Like I see what's happening in, in Everett's life. I see what's happening in a few other people's life. And I thought Christians were like kind of, dumb or kind of, you know, unaware of science or kind of, you know, just, you know, seeking emotional comfort, believing an imaginary figure. But if you're real, Lord, like Jesus, if you're real, make yourself known to me. I, I want you. I want this. I want what you have. I, I don't care if people will think of me as weird for a little. I want to live for you. Seek him. Seek him for yourself.
That's my biggest advice. That's Come on, this is so advice. good. You know, something's stirring right now in the spiritual realm because I'm reading the comments, Everett, and there are people making an active decision right now in this moment to give up drugs. Like literally, they're talking in the comments about how they're going to give up drugs. And some some people are like, I gave up everything, but I kept smoking weed. This is my sign that I need to give it up. So I believe that something, uh, the message that you are preaching is getting through loud and clear right now. We've got almost 2,000 people watching this live. Uh, let me ask you this. This time has flown. I was like shocked. Usually I'm, I'm on here for an hour. We're coming up in an hour. Everett, you've been so gracious to give us so much meat today. Not only your personal experience, but wisdom, wisdom. So many comments talking about how much wisdom you have. And I cannot thank you enough for that. But let me ask you this. Do you think that you, we could do two, three, four minutes of like a lightning round of Q&A since I have you here? Is oh, that yeah. something you could do? Yeah. Okay. So guys, I know that many of you watch me on your lunch hour here on the East Coast, um, but we're going to still try to get done within um, the next several minutes. But I know that there are so many questions that you have. I'm going to throw out a few while they're typing them in because I was watching the chat um, while it was going by. So, I, you know, just going to kind of throw this out there. Thank you, Everett, for being so vulnerable and so willing to just jump in anything today. Uh, so here's the question that I saw. One of the questions that came up over and over again is, um, Everett, what's wrong with, with uh, incense? Is there anything wrong with incense? Like, what would you say to that? Uh, incense itself, no. You know, the priest burned it. It's in the Bible. It smells good many times. I have essential oils that smell good. I want, you know, a good smell in living quarters. Believing that the incense has supernatural abilities to kind of ward off evil spirits, to kind of, you know, protect you in the spiritual realm and all this stuff, that is when it starts to become bad because your faith goes away from Christ. You get weakened in the spirit. And then you're believing in this and you're actually opening doors for demons to have more oppression, more power over you because you're not in the truth. You're not in that freedom. You're not in that, that strength of the authority of Christ over all those, all those spirits. So in itself, it's not bad. Burning sage in itself is not bad. The spiritual reasons behind it where your faith is attached is what opens those doors and brings in demonic activity. Okay, that's an excellent answer. Okay, I'm going to ask a question. This is kind of a fringe question, and I'm only asking it because I have church members who are asking me about it as well. What's your take, if you have one, on Kratom? I know people, a lot of people are getting into Kratom. They're taking oh, yeah. Kratom. You know, what, what's your perspective on that? So I actually took Kratom as well because there's a lot of, you know, discovery out there talking about how it's bringing people off heroin, that it's a natural kind of... Uh, you know, alleviating, not full opiate, but still, you know, relaxes you and is completely natural and all this stuff. So I'm like, huh, you know, maybe I'll try that. I never liked it. I always got very depressed. It almost makes you feel like drunk. And I was not a fan. And I stopped after like two or three times after doing it, but it's becoming very popular. And I've received that question as well. For some people who are addicted to heroin, injecting heroin and are junkies, living in that, you know, depravity and want to get out, there has been success with people taking Kratom because stopping, you know, alcoholism, just going cold turkey, you can, you can die. You know, people yeah, can die right. when they go through those withdrawals. When it's used in a proper medical 
medically administrated way to bring the physical body, the physiology out of this dependence on these opiates in a more slow manner to bring them into sobriety, which is the ultimate goal. The Bible says, Bible says, be sober, be sober minded. Yep. That is the ultimate goal to bring us to that ultimate goal through time, because some stuff takes time, some healings takes time. Then I've seen that it can be beneficial to get people off of pills, to get people off of heroin, you know, and to get them into sobriety. But the end goal is sobriety. If you're sober, if you don't struggle with this stuff, don't dabble in it. Don't get yeah. into it. There's nothing you'll gain from it. You know, obviously, so if you get your leg chopped off, you need morphine, you can, you know, be ministered to with morphine. That's that's completely we're talking about here of you know, things to feel good or things to experiment in, or even spiritually. Some people take Kratom. It's very big in Southeast Asia. It's where a lot of it's harvest. Don't yep. get into it. It is an opiate. It's more mild, but it's dangerous. And it can, it's almost like drunk driving when you're driving on that. You are very, you are very out of it. You are very yeah. out of it. Don't do Kratom. Yeah, really good word. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, this is a question I saw, and maybe we'd just do this one and maybe one more real quick. Uh, so what would you say to someone who's like, I want to meditate, I feel the benefits of meditation, and I am a Christian. Okay, I get it. You know, um, maybe I put on instrumental worship music instead of putting on, you know, Eastern influence, you know, Hindu, Hindu worship to pagan God music. Is there a Christian way to meditate? Is there an alternative? Uh, what would you say to that question? I saw that in the comments. Yeah, there's definitely a Christian way to meditate. The Bible says meditate on these things which are pure, which are just, which are holy, which are good. You know, you want to fill your mind with the things of God. You don't want to empty it like the Eastern religions about emptying your mind of all thoughts and then coming to an awareness that you are the observer that your ego, yourself, your identity is an illusion. And actually to break out of suffering, the cycle of suffering and reincarnation, you have to rid yourself of all desire. So that's the goal of Eastern meditation, which is becoming very popular. It's used as stress relief in business, in workplaces, because you're eliminating all desire, then you won't ever get let down when the desire to cousin come to fruition. So they believe that is what ends suffering. But you want to fill your mind. It's Christian meditation. You're filling your mind with things that are good. You're filling your mind with the word. You know, you, you, you don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on the book of the law. Meditate on the word of God. Let it seep into you so that freedom that comes with knowing the truth can actually be manifested in your life. Don't empty. Don't think you're just an observer of your thoughts. No, you're an actual soul created by God. You have a purpose in life. You are an eternal being. You are not just a mist or a drop in the ocean that you need to be awakened to that you're the greater consciousness, that you are God. You just forgot you're an extension of the source energy. No, you are a created soul and an intelligent being created you and he wants to know you. So meditate and be with him. Man, that is so good. Okay, I've got one more question. It's a very interesting one, but again, it speaks to how oftentimes we connect something from God with something from the devil, and it and there there it's impossible to do that. I don't want to answer this question uh, before I even say it, but it's this question I think represents a lot of people and their mindset towards the things of the spirit. It says this: Can tarot cards be used 
for good if prayed to Jesus Christ for the answers before physically laying the cards down. So we've seen tarot cards, we've seen angel cards, we've seen this type of thing. You know, what if we just say, Everett, you know, we, we prayed to Jesus and said, Jesus, you're going to be the one that actually causes the answers to come from the laying down of these cards. What would you say? These cards, nowhere in the Bible laying down cards to receive a message from God, laying down cards with a specific meaning that is associated with occultic and witchcraft ideas. There's even a card called the devil, which tells you your dark side and which tells you things you need to work on with your shadow self. No concepts that are biblical, no concepts that are from God. God would not use that vehicle to speak to you. God would not use it. Demons would use it to deceive you into knowing who God truly is and to deceive you from actually following the destiny that God has for you. Because these cards lay out what you should do in life, what you're called to do, who you truly are. They try to uh, form your identity. Your identity is found in Christ. Your identity is not found in a deck of cards. And doing the deck of cards will literally dilute and skew your ability to hear God's voice to hear what he's trying to call you to do because you're allowing these spirits in this randomized reading many times to, to tell you what to do, to tell you who you are when God's trying to tell you directly. You don't need to do tarot cards to know God. You'll actually prevent yourself from knowing God more completely when you do them. So forsake the tarot cards, never do them again. And start to get into the Word, start to pray, and actually encounter the Lord. He's going to speak to you. He's going to guide you. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you. And He's wanting you to get rid of those tarot cards so He can do it more effectively. Come on, this has been so powerful. Okay, so we're getting ready to jump off. I know that many of you have just been joining some for the first time today. So make sure you subscribe, ring the bell notification so you never miss a live video. And we've also been trying to light up the chat with Everett's Instagram as well as his YouTube channel so that you can follow him uh, for more there as well and make sure that you're hitting the subscribe button over there. Um, but I just wanna ask one last thing because we're coming up on the hour right now. Everett, would you be willing to pray for every watching. Now, I know for many of you, I saw the comments that said, I'm crying right now. Um, I'm making a decision right now. People have been making decisions. And for, for so many of you watching, you just didn't know the truth because you've been deceived by what you saw on the internet or what your friend asked you to do or what somebody who you trusted, who has money, who has influence said, no, this is a good thing. But how many of you know that Satan comes in the form of good, not in the form of evil? And so there's a difference between God and good. And whatever it did in such a powerful way is he peeled back the layers and said, let's just unmask the enemy. This is not good. Uh, this is actually, in fact, evil. And so many of you are making those decisions. As a matter of fact, if you're making a decision to serve Jesus Christ and to abandon the occult, to abandon new age, will you drop in the chat right now? I'm making that decision because we have team members that are watching the chat. Guys, this is a soul winning platform. We believe that you did not see this by accident. And I believe that Everett is multiplying his story to tens of thousands of others as he's liberating the captives through Jesus Christ. And so if you're one of those people who are saying, I'm making the decision right now to follow Jesus. I want to abandon the occult. I want to abandon the new age. I want to abandon false, uh, whatever this, these false ide ideologies are. Would you just, I want to see a physical representation um, in the chat right now. I have decided to follow Jesus. And Everett, I'm just going to turn it over to you to pray for everybody right now as we shut it down today. If you want to make that decision right now, 
just say this to the Lord because he's listening and he's been waiting for this your whole life for you to come to him and for you to truly be reconciled back to God because Satan took us away from God. But through Christ and his death on the cross, by the blood that he spilled, his sacrifice, we are reconciled back. This is your moment of being born again. Just say, Father, thank you for revealing yourself to me through this stream and through all the times before. Father, I want to serve you. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. You died and resurrected for me. I repent of all these practices that I know that you do not condone. I want to live holy. I want to live righteous. And I want to live pure for you for the rest of my life. Make me new. Take out all this darkness and flood it with your light and reveal yourself to me more and more. I love you and I want to serve you in Jesus' name. Wow, amen. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together every Monday, every Wednesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year, you can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there, including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough Community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there, and I will see you in the next podcast episode.